0: Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Minds Podcast. Really looking forward to the interview today that I've just done with Rachel Spencer and everything that she's been doing with her BU anti-bullying campaign, which looks to the mental health around um, bullying. She works with adults and children. And after spending years on the big screen, um, this Manchester actress and singer is now stepping out into the spotlight to shine a light on the harrowing issues that are facing, especially young people and adults um, across the UK. Um, You might not know the name, but she has featured in Coronation Street, Heartbeat, Doctors, Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisp. And Rachel uh, took a step back from that career and now runs Sophia Management or Sophia Management I should say, which is a casting agency um, which is designed to help actors find work. She's so passionate about this, um, this subject and that's why back in 2017 she launched the BU initiative uh, and since then has been helping young people around the UK understand the psychological impact of bullying. Come and join me and Rachel as we talk about everything to do with bullying and mental health. So please share this podcast because you never know that a lot of people are suffering in silence over bullying and mental health. And if somebody as brave as Rachel, um, who's been in the spotlight, can shine a light on this subject, then everybody deserves to hear about it. Welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. Come join us as we chat about a whole host of mindset related issues, giving you both the male and female perspective. Don't miss out on the exciting interviews we'll be conducting with some truly inspirational guests. My name is Marcus Matthews, and I'm a rapid transformational therapist, whose quest is to transform people's minds to reach their own personal greatness.
1: My name is Tracy Carroll. I'm a rapid transformational therapy practitioner my mission is to end the stigma surrounding mental health issues and show people they no longer need to suffer in silence.
0: begin i have got a very special guest i've got rachel spencer with me um who is going to be talking today about her campaign be you which is an anti-bullying and mental health campaign and we've been messaging today haven't we we a have indeed and i'm a little bit giddy i don't i don't know why um but do you want to I give, am too. yeah do you want to give us a bit of background who you are and kind of how you got into this because this is a real you know, for me, it's something that's really personal. And I don't think people really recognize the impact of bullying and what bullying is, really. So, do you want to give us a bit of a background of who you are and how you came to do what you're doing now?
1: So, um, yes, yeah, so my name's Rachel Spencer. And um, due to being a singer and an actor growing up, I changed my name to Sophia because as a singer, Rachel never just stood out. As anything particular special and I think we're all trying to create um an image in the creative world to make yourself stand out and um my dad just turned around and said well what about Sophia and I was like why And he was like because Sophia it looks like Sophia people will call you Sophia then you can say actually it's Sophia and it sticks so that's kind of how we came about and um I've been an actor since I, I was more of a young actor so I was I grew up I grew up on television Um, long-term TV shows, loved it. Uh, And now I've kind of taken more of the casting side. So I look after young artists, musicians, actors, and help them to get where they want to be, uh, hopefully in the safest and the best way that I possibly can. And on my process of the casting, um, I came across a couple of young clients that I actually manage who tried to commit suicide at a very, very young age, at the age of like 14, 15 And this really impacted me in the way of I wanted to do something about it. Now, when I was younger, I was really badly bullied. I won't say too much about that right now, but I was uh, very badly bullied, uh, suffered with it after for quite a long time. And I felt like I could relate to them. So we created a a drama based mental health and bullying workshop to tour around the UK. But it was going to be something that specialised on uh, anti-bullying week and mental health week and it just took off. And last year, obviously not this year due to COVID, but last year we did over 110 schools. And it was just, it was unbelievable. And Grenada Reports uh, were very supportive and they came out and filmed a documentary on me and it kind of led from there really. Um, And that's kind of where we're at now. It's obviously with lockdown, it's become even more of a big subject. But that's that's it, really. Uh, thanks, Marcus.
0: And I think I think the thing is, I mean, for people who don't know, kind of my most people who listen to podcasts will know my background in regards to being a police officer. But I actually started my working career as a musician, um, in the military, and and I don't think people really understand how tough it is for creative people, whether that be artists, um, whether that be actors, musicians. It is so cutthroat, isn't it? I mean, it really is cutthroat.
1: It's cutthroat in so many different ways as well. People just assume that if you can act, you can act. If, if you can draw, you can draw. It's not like that. There's there's so many people out there that have got um, an excessive amount of money to be able to put, and money does get you to places. Unfortunately, you you can be put in places because of money situations. Um, looks, uh, you wait. You wait. And it's just such a huge impact. And the thing is, being in the creatives, you do try to put your business out on social media, and by putting it out on social media, you are just in in the, the line for um, attack. And it, sometimes it can become just absolutely horrific. And it's um, there's blackmail. There's um, there's all sort of there's all different types, but the um, being a creative yeah you you want to stand out to be the best and to do that you have to share your work you have to share your face around without your face um people knowing who you are um you don't get work but if you put your face out there you're also um up for being attacked
0: yeah and I think I can't remember the exact quote but I know there's a quote by Robbie Robin Williams not Robbie Williams Williams. yes there is yeah the one about saying you know he's so famous and so well known but so lonely and I think that is so true isn't it because yeah. I think what a lot, one of the things that I know and we've, we're thinking about this is that, you know, I, I've not done anything famous, but I have been around famous people. And actually the, the most, the nicest of famous people are just normal. Yeah. The, the real, really, really good actors, good musicians are really normal. But I think a lot of people in that industry feel as though they have to wear a mask. They have to show up a certain way. They're having to pretend. Um, and I, and I think that that's amplified because I think we all do that anyway. Yeah, we all wear a mask. We don't. I always say to my clients, you know, you know that voice inside you. You know the one that that one that if anybody knew what you said to each other said to yourself, you'd end up locked away in some padded cell. That voice.
1: Yeah.
0: And they go, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and that's it, isn't it? That's what we're disguising that. And I and I guess a lot of is in their job that they do. It's escapism. Would you say that's true?
1: Oh, it's a persona. Ooh. It's a hundred percent It's escapism. It's a persona. It's trying to be something that you're not. Um, although you have a passion for doing something, again, you can put a, you can put a canvas up and you can be something that you're not, and you feel like you've got away from being yourself for a moment. And you were exactly right. Robin Williams did say that quote, um, and he said that unfortunately just before he passed away. Um, and it, it's true. It can be a very very lonely world because so many people spend so much time on social media and online, and a lot of people don't have anything pleasant to say. And when you're behind a screen and you're not actually speaking to somebody face-to-face, the nastiness just becomes to a different level. And it's quite scary. Yeah,
0: I mean, I was, when I was, before I joined the police, I was actually, um, I was a a CEOp ambassador, so Child Exploitation Online Protection. So I did a lot of training around that. And, and it's so difficult for, you know, even though there's laws around it now, it's so difficult to prove. And a lot of people just say, oh, well, come offline, don't be online. But, you know, especially now where we are at the moment, yeah. it's so difficult not to be online, isn't it? Yeah. World That's is how
1: you communicate.
0: Yeah. And it's so, so difficult. I and, mean, yeah, cool.
1: No, I'll just say, it was just going off what you were saying about with your job. Um, my partner is absolutely... Nothing like me in the in the terms of acting. He could be an incredible actor. He's so funny. Um, he's, he's, he's top on his accents. But my partner actually takes uh, sex offenders and paedophiles off the street, mm. and that's his job. He so in another way, um, he he's also dealing with uh, children's mental health and well being, and and, and uh, young adults as well. Um, and this is obviously something that he's interested in in other ways because as a job that his mental state can be affected with the work that he does
0: yeah and you don't realize I mean one of the things one of the rules of the mind is around we crave to make connection and avoid rejection and that goes Mm -hmm. very much back to our primitive times it's it's about you know if you were out in the savannah or you're out in, in the, the jungle and you were left on your own, you know, the tiger's gonna kill you and that's still playing out. But yeah. we do it in a different way now. So instead of going, I'm a good hunter or I'm a good cook, or I can build something. Now we, we, we're trying to find our place in the world. And Marissa talks about something called, so Marissa Peer for those who listen to the podcast will know that he's my mentor. And Marissa works with top celebrities, top actors over in LA, all over the country. Um, and one of the things that we know is, is there's four roles that people tend to play. And I don't know if you've heard of this, but we're either the talented one. We're either the, the giver or the carer. We're the rebel or with the sick one. And I mapped my journey from being the talented one through to being the carer to then becoming the rebel <laughs> And then finally, all of those roles were taken and became the sick one. So you can only actually take one of those roles. So I guess when yeah. in the acting world and in that world, if everybody's competing, it's so exhausting, isn't it?
1: It's I mean, exhausting. And, and the thing is, which is what I've been dealing with a lot of my clients over the lockdown period, they're like, well, what can I do to make sure that I'm not forgotten all that hard work that I put in before lockdown because TV is stopped? How can I make sure that all that work and money that I spent into becoming a, a better person, a better artist, not a better person as such, but a better artist? I don't want that to kind of go away. I want to really improve. So I've been doing a lot of like online teaching, but it's it, it, you do get forgotten. And this is why people are always trying to uh, push to be to, to improve themselves, to better themselves um, and add um different techniques through through the lockdown period because it's like we're afraid of being who we are and we're looking around and thinking well what's that person doing what's that person doing what can i do to be better than them when really we should just be focusing on what we're doing and doing it the best way we possibly can and with what you were just saying there's a massive thing now on um like face like implants and um trying to even improve our looks. We are who we are. This is why I say be you, be you, be yourself, be unique. Because so many people having all this um, Botox, uh, and I'm not against it, if that's how you want to be, that's absolutely fine. But everyone's becoming very same looking and we're we're losing our uniqueness. And I think we're afraid of being who we are um, in case we're forgotten about. And some people do this surgery to kind of still be talked about as such.
0: Yeah. And it, it comes down to three things. You know, most mental health issues come down to three things. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Yeah, I'm different. That's not available to me. And we compare outwards. And it's interesting. I always use the quote. Um, why be the same? Because if you take the game of Tetris and fit in, you disappear. So actually, we're all I dis- love that we're all different. Therefore we're, we're all the same. Yeah. If you want to be the same, be different. Cause we're all different because it, you know, you look at life at, from, from different perspectives. So we can both be stood in the same room, but we're not looking at, we're not looking at the same thing at exactly the same angle. No. Um, and I think this is where a lot of, I think a lot of people do look outwardly. And this is one of the powers of RTT about you've got the answers Um, And what I say to my clients is, is that your subconscious mind is is basically a a recording studio. It's recording every single sense that's coming into your body since the day your cells started to divide. Yes, you want to find out where the issues are. Yes, you can look to your past, but it's not. When it comes to bullying, when it comes to anxiety, it's not the thing that's the issue. It's the Feeling that you attach to the thing, the feeling that you attach to the story, you know, yeah. And and you can't. Nobody can make you feel bad. Somebody told me that once, and I was like, "But they do, they do, they do." But actually, I understand that now because actually, you're yeah,
1: because you take that emotion.
0: Yeah, you're a product. You're a product of your environment. Everything that's being coded onto you. You're a product of that. But it's your responsibility to be, to be the manifestation of your future. And this is why I'm so passionate about the work that I do, because I think the people and, and I would say all of the best actors, all of the best artists that really do the work.
1: Sorry, actually,
0: yeah. Finally, they go in, they go inside. They don't look outside. They actually go, oh, wait a minute, I need to go on the inside. But unfortunately, they have to wait until they're famous so they can afford to go and pay some top therapist. tell them actually that anything out there isn't important it's what's in here
1: of course it is but I think people are too frightened of um sharing how they feel and how what their opinions are because it's not the same as somebody else's and I think I mean there's so many different things that I don't agree with in the world or I don't agree with other people doing in the world but that's not anything to do with me that's if that doesn't affect my life why do I give an opinion um if it's not asked I mean if someone asked me what did I think on something then I would give my honest opinion but I wouldn't then pull down somebody that gave a different opinion because my opinion isn't the same so why is my opinion right why is my opinion wrong why is theirs right why is it wrong I I take into consideration what people say but people are too too quick now to give their opinions and not, not a nice opinion. Mm. I, I, I,
0: go on. No, Sorry. no, I was gonna say, one of the things that I often say to people when when they're dealing with situations like that is that voice inside you, pretend it's the inner child. So well, a bit of a movie thing, here. if you take Voldemort and Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay, so how did he survive? Well, what he did is he chopped parts of his soul off and put them into horcruxes so in some ways that's what we do when something happens when we're younger and we get that trigger that feeling of oh I don't feel good enough we chop that off and stick it in a horcrux and then put put it in our body and bury it and then when we're when we're an adult that same feeling rises up and the horcrux comes to the fore so the way that we then play that out is we play that out as the six-year-old as the eight-year-old it's not the adult no it's not the adult that's playing that out and then when we say well why are you acting you got well I know I shouldn't do that or I shouldn't feel that way we're trying to use logic but logic isn't powering that emotion is powering that and it's normally the emotion of a small child that something happened years and years ago that might be insignificant it might have been you know when you were six or seven your teacher told you off and now you're there 35 being told off by your boss yeah and, and it's that parent-child relationship. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, because it's subconscious. We don't realise we're playing that out. And I often say that people who are in charge, whether that be a, a director, you know, or whether that be a, a conductor or whatever it is, you're not in a position of authority. You're in a position no. of responsibility. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But absolutely. People don't want to take
0: responsibility, do they? That's the biggest. That's the biggest issue.
1: Yeah, and. I think, I think parenting has got a lot to do with it as well, and and, and encouragement. And and I taught, I, I do counselling. Um, I was lucky enough to pass my counselling and psychotherapy exams, and and now I'm helping other people. And I say a lot of the time with a parent, you don't have to pay for counselling and psychotherapy. These are things. There's things that you can do to put into place yourself that will help that child and there's um there's a video on youtube it's absolutely brilliant and it's not over here it's in america i think and it's a, and it's a parent that taught her little boy who's 3 i think and when he walks to school every step that he takes he says something positive so he goes i am cool i am brave i am special i am me i am cool and he repeats it all the way to school and he skips it and it's he smiles every day, smiles, and then he picks a different three words. And his mum said, "It's I want him to feel positive and I want him to explore positive comments to himself um, that he can then share with like other students. Mm. And it, it just, it, it went global and it was just absolutely fantastic. And I say to parents, We're so quick to criticize ourselves. We're so quick to watch what other people are doing. And I think that's the problem with bullying. People are far too busy looking at other people and looking at people's successes and thinking, well, why can't I be like that? The other thing is some people would look at that success and think, gosh, wish I could do that. Right, I'm going to go and do that. Or congratulations on what you're doing. Can you give me a bit of help on how I can make my, whatever. But then you get some people that will make that life's person, uh, that person's life completely unhappy, um, and make it miserable for them, so that they make that person become a shield, like, a, like I don't know, a shell of who they were. And that's, uh, that's what I've been explaining with the bullying. And I said to parents, when they're d- getting dressed in the morning, when they're getting ready, when they're brushing the teeth, talk to them and expl- get them to look at themselves and say something positive about the way that they were looking that day. If they don't like the hair, then don't comment on the hair. Just say, oh, my eyes look very bright this morning or um, I'm feeling really positive. I've had a great night's sleep. But we're so straight away like... I- I'm. I think we're all as bad. Like, how are you today? I'm not so bad, thank you. I've got a bit of a headache. Like, straight away, we have to bring a negative into the subject.
0: But the reason for that is, is because our amygdala, our primitive brain, is programmed seventy five percent negative. Yeah. Um, so I did. A, I did a bit of a spoof Jack and Ori video on my YouTube channel. I'll share it with you. I, I did it as a bit of a laugh, um and it's about Ugg and Grug. And the story. I, I did this, but quickly, it's about these two girls that are cave cave girls. And they'd go down to the river to, and uh, Ugg is always moaning. Sorry, Ugg is okay and Grugg is always complaining. And um, they're walking back and the tiger, they see this tiger and the tiger eats Ugg and not Grug. And then Grug has kids and they have kids and they have kids and they have kids. So the lineage from our caveman days of being in that primitive state of fear has just gone on the only difference is where it was a tiger or lack of food in those days now it's money or a car or fame we've just we're still using the same programming you know to yeah. live our lives and this is why a lot of people can't get out of where they are because you know whether that be domestic violence whether that be drugs because a lot of it's learnt behavior and as parents nobody gives you a book you just no. go off what you think is right yeah you know, and, and one of the things that, um, yeah, one of the things is about that environmental, you know, people blame their environment, um, but the environment is not where you are. So if I give you an example, you, that, that is that your house that you're in? Yes, that's your house. Is that your hand? Yes. Are you a house? No. Are you your hand? Are you your body? Because you say, you don't say, I'm hand or am body no it's mine so actually who you are is not represented by your physicality no that's okay. very true by what's in here yeah so so actually you can move house that means you can change your body all right not too much but you can yeah. change the physical but if you don't if you don't sort out the root cause or, or the root of who you are and know who you are and allow yourself to authentically be able to show up but how can I do that? Well you've got to make sure you get you do the groundwork you find the root cause issues you know um I I always say to people it's like when you're born your operating system's Windows 95 you try you try loading TikTok onto Windows 95 operating system it's either going to crash or (laughs) it ain't gonna work and isn't that what we do physically in our body we're trying to load programs on to to make ourselves better but actually the, the underlying operating system won't allow that to come in of course yeah um that's a great way of looking at it looking they're looking outwardly to well if i've got that car if i've got that job if i'm seen on social media um i've got a neighbor who when i first started my social media went oh do this to get more likes and do this i didn't i didn't give a crap about likes you know i'm going to put my content out there i'll put my podcast out there if people listen great if they don't they don't i'm not you're doing doing it it for you i'm doing it for purpose and for reason yeah the fun and I think that when you come from that from that point of view I mean Simon Sinek talks about this with Apple and he says when you look at Apple and Microsoft when they're selling or Dell or somebody they go we've got this computer it's got this hard drive and it's got this why do people like Apple computers they're not any better it's just that Apple go this is our product this is who we are and we're not bothered about the competition we're just doing what we're passionate about
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: isn't that?
1: Yeah, it, it really is. And, and, and I think a lot of people, I mean, especially be like, as yourself, we were saying about being creative and being in the music business. When I've got young people that want to be professional artists and they write their own music and I've sent their work off to labels, things like that. And the first thing they say is how much following have they got on Instagram? and it's like well what does that matter if this person can creatively write but they don't want to put their self out too much where i mean the the way i look at it if on social media you've got unless you have something that's completely and utterly gripping a lot of it is you'll find young young women like with the tops off they've got thousands of followers you can buy your followers so I, again there's like what's happening to being ourselves and being in control we're losing that
0: and actually that's the thing to be is to be authentic because people buy from people and if everybody's doing the same thing if everybody you know you only need to go on tiktok you know the the same stuff on tiktok yeah but actually you want some originality you want you that's that's what makes people unique that's what makes people stand out yeah Is is being yeah
1: i'd rather be a genuine item than a replica
0: yeah. And I think the other thing is, is that if you are going to go into a job um, and I do, you know, you've got to ask yourself if you are going into, especially the business that, that you're in, is why are you doing it? Are yeah. you happy to go and be an actress or an actor or a singer um, and actually just work, work in men clubs or just work, you know, low budget theatres, but absolutely love it? Yeah. Or are you doing it because you want the fame? Yeah. And, that, and that's think, the difference. Yeah. You know, it's, I think that's, that's, that's the thing is that you should be able to do what you want to do and you do it, you know, you could be on the street. And as long as you're loving what you're doing, that's the most important thing. And I think we've got this perception that we've got to chase fame. We've got to chase glory. And you're actually in bondage basically for that.
1: Yeah.
0: Of you're, course. Never, you're never ever going to, you know, you know, I'm going to get that. I know we've got a little bit off topic. So what I was going to say is, I want to talk a little bit, that like we know about physical bullying. That's all, you know, the name calling and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I had a little bit of look on a few websites about bullying and it was quite interesting that a lot of it was around physical. It was around verbal. Yeah. But I want to Pick up on something that for me personally was a really big thing. And it, and it, it, it tips into this thing about self-perception is it's not what is said. It's when it's something that's not said so the yeah. silence of the silence of bullying or the silence of a situation yeah uh, 100 percent. then start to create those stories and those feelings because actually you've got nothing to hang those feelings on so, you know that person's bullying me we can deal with that we can evidence that yeah uh, is that something that you've come across in your industry in regards to um because we've got so many policies now that people aren't allowed to bully but yeah you know where young actors and actresses are being silently bullied. I'd really like your opinion on that on, on the silent side of bullying
1: so with we we try to explain to people that I mean it's easier said than done especially with the fact that I, I myself has been horrifically bullied and I never spoke out about it I lied about it and people knew that something was happening that I wasn't in a good place and people tried to reach out but my bullying was in a relationship. Um, I was with a very abusive partner and um, it left me in a really, really bad state, but I never spoke about it. And people knew because I was coming home with bruises. I was coming home afraid to talk, um, suggesting all different kinds of things about not wanting to be here anymore. And we now to try encourage people to to speak out But people are so afraid to speak out. If you go, when I do the workshops in schools and I say to people like, so what happens if you saw a situation of bullying? What happened if you knew someone was being bullied? I won't say anything. Well, why would you not say anything? I'm not a snitch. And that's all you get. And I'm like, well, it's not about being a snitch. It's about helping someone get out of a situation that they think they can't get out of. You sometimes can put your hand out and just help that person get out of a situation that could, which it has been uh, known, to um, end somebody in a, in a dreadful way. And the, the, ter- the, the term a problem shared is a problem halved I do believe that. And if you get, it's so important and it's so, so important. And I'll tell that now, even to adults, I, I deal with adults that are being bullied in the workplace. Talk about it, get the help. What can we put into place for you to enjoy work, for you to want to go to work again, for you to be happy, uh, for you not to be watching your phone all the time. I think social media has a massive effect. Um, but some of the things I've seen, we I did a live video not very long ago about, a, um, one of my clients received a, a Facebook message off somebody that kind of hid the name and it just said, um, ooh, look at you, um, you don't belong in this world, whatever. Do yourself a favor and go and kill yourself. He's a 21 year old lad. And he actually did reach out to me and message me and said, look, I've had this, I'm really upset, I don't know what to do. Um, and it hit him really hard, so I did a, a, a Facebook Live and just said that this sort of behavior is not acceptable. And one, you're hiding behind a screen and two, you're hiding behind an account with no picture. So if you obviously haven't got any balls about yourself to even speak to the person themselves. And I was quite harsh about it. Anyway, this person must have been watching my live video and sent him another message and said, get that weirdo and sent a picture of me off my screen. So, he sent me that whilst i was doing a lab, and i just said and i know you're watching because you've clearly just sent him a lovely message um there are very very clever ways of finding out who you are where you're from where your location is and if you are the problem in someone's life that either they they end up taking the life because of you they will look into you and whether you're hiding behind a screen or a false name we will find out who you are and next minute i got an apology um through my message oh, I'm really sorry I don't know what came over me I mean it, and it's just not confident and the thing is a lot of it can get sorted and dealt with straight away it might take a little bit of time but if you help somebody and if you reach out or if you speak about the bullying which people don't want to it could go away and it can be helped and it's so important
0: I think this is why it's so important And I just want to go back to the thing that you said about the snitch thing And for me, for me, I can answer that question. Why they do that. It's very simple. You've got to step away from the tribe. So you're you're in a fear of saying, well, I step out. I'm then going to sideline myself. Self-protection, subconsciously, self-protection going, if I stand up for that person, even though I know it's wrong, I'm the one who's then going to get picked on. I'm the one who's going to get bullied. And it's all about connection. It's all about survival. So it's actually not even a cognitive process. It is a deep down survival instinct that people aren't even, you know, they're not even looking at why that's working, they're not even thinking about it. So, no. what I want to do is, I want to ask if somebody's listened to this and whether they're an adult, whether they're a child, and it's easy, I guess it's easy for us to say, you know, go and get some help but what would you, your tips be so you've got that person who's maybe being bullied at work or they're being bullied at school they're that person that's got those suicidal sort thoughts i've been there i didn't yeah. ask for help and when i did ask for help it got even worse for me yeah so yeah and i think that's part of it as well so what would what would your tips be to somebody who maybe is in that situation i mean would would they reach out to you could they reach out to your organization yeah
1: So we have an email address, which is called bucampaign at gmail.com. And you can contact us at at any time and it's confidential and it's quiet. And the thing is, I think when people ask for help, they do it in quite a loud way. Mm. And that's where it gets the attention of, oh, you're a grass, you're this, you're snitching. It doesn't have to be. You can just be taking all this in. It can be really offending you and it can be really hurting you. But go and speak to somebody, but do it quietly. speak to a teacher in your dinner time forget about going getting a pie for your dinner or a sandwich go and speak to that teacher in the time and if and if there's a teacher that you feel or somebody or not necessarily authoritative but somebody that has um the contacts of it or will be able to help and listen to you that you trust and trust is a massive thing
0: It's hard to say trust is huge isn't it that's the trust
1: thing. is huge it massively and if you go and speak to that person and say look i'm getting really badly bullied it's getting beyond the job i don't know what to do about it can i speak to you in private time could i speak to you when you've got a moment don't rush and try and get everything out mm-hmm. and um it's really important that you do reach out and a lot of the time these people are weak weak people these are not good people these are not people with power these are not people who are better than you and it doesn't make you a weak person for asking for help it means that you are in control and you don't want this to carry on occurring because you feel like you're digging yourself in a hole that you can't get out of Mm -hmm. and you'd be surprised at how many people around you have dealt with the same thing and would be absolutely more than happy to help you
0: but vulnerability is courage. Yes. And just one, one thing I think the other, if you're on the flip side of that, so maybe you're a teacher listening to this, maybe you're in that position and somebody comes to you, and you go, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know what advice to give. I mean, yeah. one of the things that I would say is actually, and I talked about this on my last podcast about the difference between sympathy and empathy. Yeah. And if you, if you've been in that situation, say, listen, I've been in that situation myself, but tell me about it. Cause often people just want a space to be heard. They don't actually want yeah. any advice, and I think that's really important. If somebody's coming to you, is don't try to say, "Oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do that." It's, what do you need from me? Ask that yeah. simple question. What do you need from
1: Absolutely. me? Absolutely. And the worst thing that you can possibly do when someone says, if, if someone messaged you and said, oh, "I've had a really bad day. Um, I've lost a family member." And you go, oh, yeah, no, you feel. No, you don't. You don't know how somebody feels at all. Everyone deals with things in completely different ways. So don't try and let somebody talk. Let somebody give you what they need and you take it in and listen. If you can help them, great. But don't try and take the power off them by saying, I know how you feel. I've done that and I've done this and this is what I did to help myself. You That isn't you right now. You The person that needs your help will say, um, I just want to talk to you. And if they ask you then for some advice, just say, well, from what you've told me, this is how I would deal with it. How does that sound to you? Yeah, if that's good, then we'll we'll work at it together. If that's not how you think we should deal with it, tell me what you think and let's find another pathway. But if you're being bullied, take the time to do things properly and learn about how your journey, how how you could get yourself out of that situation with the support of other people. It's not something that needs to be rushed and done in 24 hours. If it's something that takes a bit of time and and you have to do things quietly and behind closed doors, then so be it. And if you don't feel you can talk to a parent about it, then talk to somebody that you think you can.
0: I think also just to be mindful um, that if you are in that situation, remember you're going into fight or flight and be aware that you might not be thinking straight and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's why it's really important to open up and do that. We're gonna, I'm gonna get the show in the show notes. I'm gonna put all your contacts in there so that people can get a hold of you in the show notes anyway. Um, But yeah, I just think it's such a massive subject, and I'd like to get you on again at some point because I think it's so important that people and we. I'd love to,
1: Marcus, because I think we've got so much more to talk
0: about. Yeah. Um. So what I was going to ask you was, we always ask people what is their go-to question, what is their go-to quote? So when when you came through what you came through, um, what was it that gave you your power back? You know, was there a quote that you used? What was it that allowed you to go from where you were in that relationship to step into your authentic self and and, and not feel that you needed to be a victim of bullying was there a, a quote a phrase is there anything that it was
1: more of a phrase than a quote it was more like you've took three years of my life you won't be taking the rest of it
0: yeah Love followed
1: that. by a swear word.
0: yeah but I think that's it I mean one of the things that I was gonna just end with really for me, is this is this is beautiful this this phrase and it's never take advice or criticism from somebody you wouldn't go to for help oh i love that i haven't heard that and i like that so so i say that a lot to my clients so if you've got somebody bullying online you just ask yourself that question if i was stuck would i go to that person for help no i wouldn't right so why am i even letting that entertain my head and it's just such a powerful quote that you can just Say to yourself when somebody is acting up or they're acting in a certain way, you know, see that inner child of theirs coming out, see them as a six year old playing out, and just ask yourself, you know, if you're an adult and that person's playing up like a child, am I going to go to a six year old for help in the situation? No, I'm not. So if I'm not going to go to them for to take advice to help me, then I'm certainly yeah. not going to take what they're telling me. 100%. 100%. No. I think that's a really important thing that for me, people can take away when it comes to bullying. And that's that's the way that I kind of dealt with it. It was like, actually, that's that's what you feel. That's your perception. I mean, my chief inspector said to me, I know we're going to wind up in a minute, but my chief inspector said to me, he said, but what if it all doesn't work out? And I said to him, yeah, but what if it does? I've tried. Yeah. And I'd rather and I- step into my authentic. Authentic self, show up as who I am, and let people have a go at me. But know that I'm doing what I'm doing from a place of passion and I'm being real. And being real. Yeah. So I think hundred percent. That's a good, good maybe a good tip to end off. Is yeah, be your authentic self. Don't be scared of yeah. who you are, and don't yeah. take criticism that you wouldn't go to for advice.
1: Absolutely, I love point.
0: that quote. Well, Brilliant. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think, no, thank you. On this. um, and yeah, I think it's an important subject. I think, especially now at the moment, going on. I think it's, it's so difficult. So yeah. So if you are listening to this podcast, you know, share this because there could be some diamonds in here, you know, that could help somebody who's listening to this, who doesn't know where to get help. And as I say, we'll put all your contact details and everything and I really want to support this campaign um, and really support you because I think you're going to have a lot of people backing you, aren't you? I mean, there's, you know.
1: Hopefully, and yourself, and thank you. And it's for people like yourself that allows us to get heard. Um, so it, I always say that what I do is not just something that we do, it's teamwork, and it's people like yourselves um, and other companies that have been supportive that allows us to get known and out there and help people that are struggling.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, that's my, my other corny phrase, team, together everyone achieves more. So I more remember of, that from school. more of us get this message out there, the more chance that there is that people can, you know, feel that they've got the strength to stand up and say, I'm not accepting that anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you so much, Marcus. And again, it's been... As I say, if you're listening to this, please share because it's such an important podcast. Put any comments on there, um, put some likes on there um and yeah we'll put your socials on the um on the notes show notes as well so people can uh, get in touch with you on uh, instagram and all the rest of it so cheers rachel thank you very much
1: thank you so much marcus take care
0: everybody we'll speak to you very very soon on the talking minds podcast if
1: you enjoyed today's podcast why don't you come and join us at facebook.com forward slash talking underscore minds and don't forget to give us a little like thanks very much for listening see you soon